remember, fuck guard, Votan's OP, people that say otherwise are bad. And welcome to episode 16 of Stat Check. This is Balance Data Slate. I wish I'd gone with Balance Hate Slate, but um, this will do. Uh, honestly, way better option that came to me after I had submitted. After I submitted the name, um, but you know, it gets we can the, change it gets the, the name. No, we can we change can't. the name it's, to Balance Hate Slate. It's in the title. It's it's locked in. That's what it is. Then. Um, we are. I am in this, uh, and this is Nathan, and we are short and Anthony this week, who is going to be joining us at some point in the near future. He unfortunately had a work thing at quarter past leaving, so we will um, hopefully have him on shortly, but who knows? Don't it's worry. Tur- it's, it's terrible. He's just not that fast. Don't worry, V8s in the crowd. I already see Chris, who's like the founding member of the V8s. Your turbo will be here the, soon. The What? We're call- I'm going to call him the V8s. That's Anthony's like groupie team based on what I, I've seen in our Discord chat. Yeah. I don't like it. Um... <laughs> um, unlike Innis, I am Nathan, and I am not a we. I'm just a singular. Um, and this is stat check of a poorly organized variety. I am, I am a collective. I am, I am, I am all. Um, so yeah, this is, this is, uh, stat check. This is episode 16. We are going to be talking about the Warhammer thing. Uh, and probably also the, some stuff that's happened this week, including a thing that happened a couple of days after our last show, uh, that some people might have, might have not noticed, washed us by in such, with such thunderous blare. Mm. Um, it was very whelming. There's a lot was, of whelm. I would describe I would describe myself as yeah, I, I wouldn't even say I was underwhelmed or overwhelmed or even whelmed particularly. It was just kind of like there was no whelming of any kind. There was there was only the balanced data slate. <clears throat> <sighs> it's okay. The next one's only three months away. Man, I asked for the data slate so that something would like churn up so like the meta would change or something or like shake even slightly. And instead they gave us like the slightest vibration of the meta possible. I, I asked Not even for the a data up. slate so I could enjoy 40k and pick an army and well, neither of those have changed. So uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I did a show with the Honest Wargamer last week on Thursday, the day the balance data slate dropped. Uh, if you want to hear my raw and unfiltered thoughts on the Valid State Slate, you can check that out. It should be from last Thursday, which was the 21st-ish. That sounds right. Sometime 17th. Yeah, if you go check out the Honest Wargame episode for the 20th, uh, you should find me talking with Tom and John about my thoughts on the Valid State Slate and how much I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Um, but yeah, that yeah. was... Uh, that. That's uh, How's your week been, Nathan? You done any Warhammer? I did play some Warhammer. I played a Tyranid Mirror match over the weekend to try the new Kraken pressure list because Leviathan isn't quite as good as it used to be, but it's still very good. So I decided to try how much Spore Mine makes me Spore Mine very happily. Um, 
And if you play the Tyranid Mirror with a tuned Kraken GT list into kind of a monster mishmash of Kraken stuff, you tend to just clog everything up and then nothing happens and then you win. So I mean, that was what happening I. Nothing happening and then I win is a really good way to VR reward. So it is true. Maybe that's the future of competitive Tyranids. And then I spent most of Sunday building uh, Lehman Russes. So now I have a lot of Lehman Russes that need their track tracks put a on lot, them. A lot of Lehman Russes <laughs> that are going to be completely gotten rid of in place of the uh, Rogaldorn. I think the Rogaldorn might just be too big to Look, play properly. <laughs> anything that gets rid of Space Wolf Association in War 40k is good for me. So I would like the Lehman Russ to be completely phased out of competitive play and it's just all be Rogaldorn for the, for the future. Look, if um, we're going to get rid of just middle ruins so that I can move the Rogaldorn around the no, table... No, no, no. Well, just, look, if getting rid of middle ruins is what I need to get rid of Space Wolves in 40k, like, I would consider that. <laughs> Man, it's funny because everybody says I hate power armor when really it's Innis who hates power armor Innis and everything just associated hates everything. with it. That's all. Guys... True. If you every time you ask for, for Anthony, he, he stays away another 30 seconds. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know what to say, he's just spiteful like that. Uh, he will be here eventually, not necessarily in the games workshop way of saying soon, but kind of close to the games workshop version. We promised an Anthony soon. today, probably, and if not, well, there's always next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Ennis? How was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Yeah, uh, I had a uh, yeah a fairly normal weekend. I uh, had my first weekend off from like work or forty k since April, which oh, is uh, a while. Uh, yeah, I, I went back through the weekends and I was like, so there's two weekends here that I didn't work a Saturday shift or go to an RTT or GT, and I did practice days for WTC those weekends, so that doesn't count. Uh, and it was like thrown back and I'm like fifteenth of April. Right. It's wow. Been a while. Uh, yeah, no, it was in a hot kind of second. A, yeah, I should maybe, maybe he's off just a little bit. Uh, and then I was just like, okay, so let's plan all the events I can go to. So I like applied for like, I chucked myself on the reserve list for a tournament, signed up for another RTT. Like, can't even risk in this. I need to play more Warhammer. I might have well, a weekend to reflect on my life. Uh, <laughs> then you got signed up for an art for a GT in we'll, the United we'll get to States. That. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you gotta just drop that one straight up. Yeah, um, I just kind of want to go straight to the meat of the the joke, which is that Innis is being brought to the United States for a GT in New Jersey <laughs> against against something <laughs> something along the lines of will and better judgment. Uh, Anthony and my teammate Brian decided to purchase me uh, flights to the United States and just tell me about, about 10 to 5 on my birthday, which was on today or yesterday. Sorry. Jesus, it's been a weird week. Um, and we were like, yeah, um, so you're coming to the States. And I'm like, well, I guess I better submit a holiday form. <laughs> I just love the fact that you're coming to New Jersey. <laughs> Of all places, yeah. The so, US. for for context, I've not left Europe before, other than potentially I might have been in the Asian half of Turkey, but I'm not verifying that so that I can continue to say the true statement. The, the, this other thing's interesting. I've not left Europe before. My first experience is going to be four ish days in New Jersey in December, and then I'm going to fly back, and then I'm going to fly back out six weeks later to go to Vegas, and I. I don't know if what travel whiplash is like, but I imagine it's something along the lines of whatever that schedule is. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be rough, buddy. I yeah, won't lie. So 
I'm going to, I don't even know what the event is called. Um, something Krampus at Mythicos in New it's, Jersey it's, in December. Yeah, it's in Mawad, New Jersey, and it's at Mythicos, and it's like Crumpmas or something like that. Uh, I, we'll, I don't know. I'm gonna we'll gonna figure it out and we'll put I'm it in. Flying chat across the ocean for like bit. a forty-five for like a forty-person GT. Uh, <laughs> 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 like I don't travel Scotland for those at this point in my career. Uh, it's the best. The best part of this is that the most travel is being taken, and the first time leaving Europe is going to the Garden State. The best yeah. state. Um, no. So yeah, that was that None was my week. I also true. built a Lego set, which was really cool, and the only good thing to ever come out of Scandinavia. Um, <laughs> which Lego set was it, though? The Death Star Trench Run set, which is a really cool diorama that I got for my sister for my birthday. Um, other than that, yeah, not that much. I didn't do much 40k. I have been building and painting Tyranids because I am um, I'm not going to see enthusiastic for them after the Battle City Slate, but I am trying out a Kraken list at GT this weekend, um, which I so I built and painted, or built and started painting 15 Metal Raveners, because I hate myself, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I I dug into my pile of whatever the opposite of... Actually, no, whatever the most possible collection of shame that you could possibly imagine is, and just pulled out the 15 Metal Raveners that I've had sitting and waiting for over two years, and was like, well, I guess I play this list now. Um, so I whacked that out, put that on the painting table, found 15 devourers to give them. Um, so yeah, those are they're gonna have devourers, not devourers, death spitters. Like, I, I put gonna... like, like, you know, how the regular Ravener has like thoracic death spitters, yeah. My models yeah. don't have those because they're metal ones, so they've got just like warrior death spitters, <laughs> they look so weird as Raveners. Those um, Raveners are both great looking and terrifying looking at the same time are. because because they look both incredibly silly and not like anything else in the Tyranid line at this point. Like, they yeah, no, just look they, a little out of place. The, the, the current goal is to get as much of my army as met, as made out of metal as possible so that I've got two threats on the table, the threat of violence and the threat of the army. Um, like, I, I got a squad of Raveners for every opponent in an RTT. I can beat a lot of people up. Uh... <laughs> each... each opponent just gets one squad of Raveners to throw at them that game. That's it. Like a big hockey sock with a, with one metal tyrant guard in it is a very powerful, very potent weapon because those things are just a solid, like literal rock. And then the Raveners like, like glued to a stick is a very effective mace. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you don't have to do it that way. You just grab a Screamer Killer, put it in a sock is what I hear. Or one of the old metal box dreadnoughts. Just put it in a sock I have and just hit one your I have it. two metal card effects, like the, the middle ones. Not the screamer killers, I have but a, the other ones. I have ones. a weirdly high amount of metal terrorists for being like 14 years old. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what if I just made, what if I just got all the old metal biobores and I've got metal spore mines just to freak people out? You just have to I do love spore mines to pick it up, it's metal, and they're like, oh, what the hell? I love that. That's my they're, so, they're so short, but they're so great. Like, they're my favorites. They are the worst to reassemble, though, when they do break at their little tiny join points at the bottom. Which one's BioWars? The uh, the Spore Mines. Oh, Spore Mines, yeah, no. Yeah, no, you just... Um, if I had had Gorilla Glue when I was 12 years old, I might have stuck with 40k a little longer than I did during my like teen <laughs> years. Um, but Gorilla Glue solves all issues with Metal Terror. It's, it's fantastic stuff. Anyway, should we move on to the stats? Because I feel like I'm waffling. Oh, no, it's fine. 
Oh no, people definitely hate us waffling or talk waxing yeah, philosophical. No, people about people never want to just listen to us talk. That definitely doesn't look like a thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. So I guess we'll talk about the stats. There were 13 events, I believe, this weekend that qualified for 25 playoff, 25 plus players, five plus rounds. It was a lot. It's actually quite the uptick because the last couple of weeks we were like sub 10 events. Um, but this weekend we actually got a lot of data. As Clearly, the balance dates like being on Thursday affected the week, affected the lists for the weekend. Everybody oh, was just enthusiastic. Yeah, poor Jeremy was checking lists like right up until basically the show. <laughs> make sure that you all can select drop down menu options correctly so please make sure you submit your list and factions correctly so that you don't drive jeremy steadily insane i'm submitting um, everything is vote on so i'm a significant proportion of all of the tournaments now oh that's great so on that note let's talk about some stuff so i'm not going to talk about eldari because it was only one player but i'm going to talk about them right now but they have a 13 an almost 13 over rep ratio which I think is really funny because there was one player and they top forward an event <laughs> uh, with an 80% win rate. So Eldari, real good, apparently. Um, Eldari, real guys, good if please, you're that guy. <laughs> please don't come at me with numbers and things about low representation factions. I know that's why I said it. Um, Imperial Knights are actually, the, from an overrep standpoint, the best performing faction. They had a 4.9% meta rep this weekend. Uh, 55.3% win rate, and then a 1.97 for overrep. So they did quite well. They won one event. They topped four to five events. And they topped 10 to 10 events. So almost every event had an Imperial Knights player in their top 10. Uh, Tyranids. Yeah, good. Tyranids are actually behind Imperial Knights in overrep this weekend. They made up almost 9% of the meta. A 59.9% win rate, and then they won three events, top four, nine events, and then top 10 every event, basically, with 15 top 10s, and a 1.95 over rep. So Tyranids still good. Clearly over-nerfed them by nerfing them. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't even twice as good as they should be. And then Leagues of Votan actually managed to get up with their over rep this weekend. They only had seven players, so we're still looking for them to catch up fully, but most events still aren't allowing the full range to be played from what I can tell. So we had seven players this weekend. So we'll only talk about it a little bit. They had a 56.9% win rate with one top four and one top 10 for a 1.8 overall. With four data sheets and a character. Yep. Four data sheets and a character. They might be actually okay, guys. I don't know. Dead faction, uh, by the way. Totally dead. It's actually funny because we're going to get to a really dead faction in a minute. Orcs are next. They had a 4.7. They had a 1.62 over rep. They won an event this weekend. They won one of the larger events this they weekend. They won the biggest event. Uh, ben Jurek won, so got open with them. Mm -hmm. Then we got Chaos Space Marines at a 1.49 for over rep and a 52.7% win rate. They also won an event this weekend. Um, we're going to skip Craft World Eldar because I don't really care about them. Uh, Harlequins. Yeah, it's also GW's perspective. 62% win rate for Harlequins. No wins, three top fours, seven top tens with a 1.36 over, 1.35 over rep. So, you know, totally dead. No good. No bueno. Terrible faction. Um, and then Tau, who will probably be coming up later in this conversation because I have thoughts and feelings about something that some group of people who play 40K put out that made me upset. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that we're an Art of War reaction channel, but we're we not, definitely, not that. <laughs> we're not not that. And we're definitely going to react to uh, anything that they put out that we hate. Uh, Tau won <laughs> three events this weekend. 
with a fifty-five point with a fifty-four point nine percent win rate. They top four to three events and they top ten to eight events with a one point three overrep. But they won three events, which ties them with Tyranids for event wins this weekend. And one of the things I wanted to talk about real quick, just because we'll probably bring it up later as well, is if I told you, chat, that there are these are the top five factions for Nephilim. One has 25 GT wins. One has 18 GT wins. One has 12. One has 11. And one has 10. What do you think those five factions are in order? And I'll give you guys a couple minutes. I was real close. Yep. I want to see what chat thinks. Give me your five from 25 to 10. And let me know what your top five was in order. And we'll come back around to this in just a couple of minutes, just for funsies. And I'll let you know. Um, Ryan, at the bottom. You cannot say buff time in, in my chat without getting no. kicked. Uh, at the bottom of the pile, we had from this week Astra Militarum, who had a 37% win rate, below Adeptus Mechanicus, who didn't even quite hit 10 players despite having been released for a long time. Yes, Samuel Morton, in order. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus had a 33 or had a 33.8% win rate. I don't know how. Oh, they both have the same number of top tens. That's why they're organized this way. Okay. So it's actually Adeptus Mechanicus at the bottom with a 33.8. Then Astra Militarum second to last at a 37.1. Discounting some other nonsense. I don't think bang on Imperial Fists in first place. I'm assuming you did five, four, five, four, three, two, one. Uh, oh man, I love how many people have put Quinn so high in this, and yet are wrong about all of it. Oh, don't don't get don't bury like come on man. If you're gonna bury the lead, at least bury it properly. <laughs> I I did bury it properly. Well, you're clearly Somebody's... not because you give it away while people are still gassing. I don't think you'd understand how these how these things work. <laughs> like, I didn't want to wait that long to, to give the answer. In it, four and a half people have given their answer. Like, I have one, two, three, four, uh, five with Tyranids and top from four, four and a half. <laughs> it's like four point two. No, three point two. Oh my gosh, David Hunt, you missed the question. The question is, we have. What, fac- factions... what factions won the most? Have won the most tournaments since Nephilim yep. came what, out. What five factions, in order from first to fifth, have won the most GTS? Yeah, the top, the first place is twenty five. Fifth place is ten. And we'll circle back to it in a minute after I've gone over some meta dashboard stuff, actually, which makes more sense. And I'll not look at chat, but instead, we're going to look at the summed state of the meta. No, nah, we would never do that. We don't have a monthly arc where we do that or anything like that. Ah! Well, <laughs> so as you can so see, funny. the meta is very stable still. Like it started to go up a little bit with Harlequins. And yep, I can definitely see all the data in there. You can see so much data. Um, I can't read any of it, Nathan. Like, <laughs> I don't want, don't want to be rude, but this is not like, yeah, but I can see that generally the top and bottom factions haven't changed. But in that middle bit, I can't tell what's going on, man. That's fine. We're not really here to see the fine details of what's going on. There's no details. There isn't details. We're here to see the overall trend that everything's kind of filled into the middle and is kind of flat. So the meta is stable. Things have kind of shift up and down like by a percentage point or two, but generally Dragon Soup in the top five for GT wins, says somebody, which is not wrong. Um, Stable does not mean good, folks. It's worth remembering. No, stable can be good, but stable doesn't mean that it could not be better. I like the forces of the hive might have 25 games played, so they get to be at the top of the chart. Yeah, so they now have 37. 
and they're at 64% for oh, win rate. Oh, good for them. As of October 23rd. Yeah. So we've got this fully up to date just in time for today. So you can thank Cliff for that. He rushed to make sure that this was all finished in time for the show today. Look it's at that Imperial Fist win rate climbing. You go, buddy. I know. This one person is trying real hard to make it so that I stop making fun of Imperial Fist. Why on is this that? Show. That, that win rate says 26, but it's sitting comfortably above 31. That's not climbed at all. <laughs> Why is it at 31 on the chart? Hmm. I don't know. Cliff. That's a good question. Cliff. 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 Fix also, the chart, bro. like one faction, Adeptus Astartes, just generally, which had a 0% win rate, apparently jumped all the way up here to 40%. Okay, so that's Marine play. Soup specifically. So somebody yep. <laughs> went two and five, two and three with Marine Soup this weekend. Yep. Cliff um, is a champ. It's true. But we are looking at a relatively stable meta soon, and we I guess we can transition into some data slate talk in just a minute. I will reveal the top five first so that everybody can... Oh, no! And also show our chat. You just showed it. It was my answer, except slightly different. I forgot to hit the stop sharing button first. Nathan's real good at technology, is what we're knowing. At least you were open here. on that and not something untoward. Why would it be on something untoward? Our private chats that. are private in us. I don't know. I don't know what you do on Discord when the cameras aren't watching. So the, the number one at 25 was Tyranids. Number two was Necrons. Number three was Chaos Space Marines. Number four is Tau. And number five is Adeptus Sauritas or Sisters Look at all the people having faith in the Harlequins. Harlequin players don't convert. <laughs> Harlequin players are in sixth place overall. Um... Harlequins have a great win rate, but as Ennis just said, Harlequin players can't can't convert. They're not there to get the the uh, the big trophy. They're only there to get a maximum win rate. Harlequin players nine. exist solely to stomp on your face for four rounds and then somehow die mid round five and losing the tournament. Yes, uh, like that's all Harlequin players are for. They're they're like the bad guy arc where you know the the, the noble hero of every other faction get, gets to beat one Harlequin player, so the Harlequin player doesn't win a GT and they just maintain their eighty percent win rate and no nerfs. It's true. Do we yeah, want there's to only three of them? Yeah, it's also not untrue. Harlequin's overall meta representation has dropped a lot um, since the heyday of nine Void Weavers, <laughs> which is and nothing of value was lost. It's true. Nothing of value was lost during that time frame. Although playing Twilight does make me happy, so I would like that to stay around for a little while longer. Um, why don't we talk about the data slate? We can probably summarize it in like five words of not really anything important or something like that. F five words, yeah. Fixed Marines. Quinn Slore. Necrons? <laughs> 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 I like the inferred question mark next to Necrons. <laughs> My favorite thing actually about the data slate is the number of holes created between the core rulebook, some of the sub-faction special rules, and then how they apply to their factions. So if you look at the data slate, they removed transhuman from Tyranid Warriors. But they don't benefit from mini transhuman because mini transhuman only benefits non synapse creatures. Um, and then if you look at light harlequins, they were like, yeah, so you no longer count as stationary if you advance. But 
that doesn't really matter because dude, if you the bring core up rules... if you bring up that rule, I'm gonna stab you. Just I'm coming to America. You don't want to risk this. Twice. Are you saying that I shouldn't poke a hole in how GW writes its data slate? Because it's look, man, it's people are trying to guys. argue that the Silent King still gets core because his min heroes don't have character, so he oh, they get core. So that's another I'm another hole refusing, that refusing loops. to acknowledge anything that resembles somebody arguing anything being okay from this data slate. Um, yeah. I, you, some... None of you are free from sin. Stop. Get some help. I just want to use this as evidence for the fact that GW did this in the laziest manner possible. They didn't yeah, GW actually. Wrote this, GW wrote this on Wednesday. Like they applied for their two week extension from university. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, you get one, but we're like a liberal arts university. You get as many extensions as you want." Mm -hmm. uh, and then they were like, "Here, have an extension." And they were like, "Cool." We'll crack that together the night before the new deadline, and then they did. And um, I think you're actually giving them too much credit. I think they hastily scribbled this together in the bathroom before class so they could submit it at class. So in the five minutes before class, they were hastily scribbling it while in the bathroom. Which I think Mike Brad's the annoying kid who like asks the teacher if there was homework. He's like he published mm -hmm. a MetaWatch article so that they had to produce it in two weeks. So if I make the video, they'll have to make it. It's true, and. Like, one of the reasons this is so slapdash is that they left a giant hole in there where somebody is going to argue that light troops still can count as stationary and shoot. Oh, yeah. No, like, rules are written. They're technically sure can. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those situations where there's a bunch of raw interactions with how situations work. The rules as intended is very obvious. And if you argue the raw interpretations of this, you are probably going to be lucky if a judge just gives you a yellow card in some situations. As opposed to giving but, you a star weaver up your bumble. Uh. Yes, which is what Innis's approach is. Um, like the intention is clear, but GW did it in the laziest way possible that they left huge gaps. They're going to let people argue things and bully players with interpretations, I think, from Raw. It's also really weird that Terrated Warriors don't get, like, many transhuman still. Yeah. It's so odd. <laughs> like, it's also... I'm not even, like, mad about it. It's just... It's just really dumb. strange. <laughs> it's just, like, GW, if they had thought for, like, another five seconds, could have wrote additional details in there to cover themselves. They could have been like, yeah... Synapse monsters get this, non-synapse, and blank and Tyranid warriors get blank or whatever. Yeah, they sure could have. Um, or or didn't... anything without the monster keyword gets mini transhuman. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm just waiting for the day where my adaptive traits become actually adaptive again. Come on, lad. Come on, they're called adaptives. Why are they less adaptive than the sisters of battle prayers? Now I am worried about Turbo. I Where's am choosing Turbo? to believe that he is solving IT-based um, wildfires okay. and is just far too uh, far too invested in the work. I just I just know that his V8s are crying because their hero isn't here. Um, you can be the new hero. Step up. You're just as good as him. That is definitely not true based on the two games that I have played against Anthony so far in my life. Gesundheit, Innes. All right. I guess then we can talk about another data slate, a proposed no, data no, slate. No, no, you don't no, want to no. talk about the proposed data slate? Not, not without Turbo. Like if, if Anthony isn't here to answer for his company's crimes, I'm just kind of not interested in talking about it. Oh, fine. I guess we'll shelve that Art of War thing to see if Anthony comes in later. I almost don't want to give it attention either. 
I kind of want to give it a little bit of attention because I want to remind people that just because you're you want a fire warrior to write the Tau buffs for your slate doesn't mean that you should do it. Just saying. Okay, so here's here's a question. What are you expecting to change in the meta from the dance that changes? People are going to shift from light to twilight. Like, that's the obvious shift. I mean, I think a bunch of people are going to learn that twilight's not super easy to play and is more um, punishing of mistakes than light was. Like, in light, you had a couple of options to parlay out of your mistakes. Um I think people are going to move away from 24 warriors or more in armies because it just doesn't work as effectively anymore. So you'll see people shifting to either Kraken or more Leviathan monsters with like one unit of warriors because you can successfully buff one unit of warriors into still being durable. I mean, warriors, despite being T5, are still just three wound for a save. No feel D5 mobility. feels real sauce in a game where like there's so much plus one to wound and all wound on twos and stuff out there. It's it's really sketchy. That that's the specific thing I'm most scared of. I wanted like from having to think about it, that Gene Circle matchup is already not great. If more mm -hmm. people are starting to pick up on like the Eric style Gene Circle lists, which is way better to Twilight than Light, by the way. Uh, when you're when it just gets to hit you even easier. Um you're gonna have I don't a... think anybody plans for the Gene Stealer Cult matchup though, because there are like five Gene Stealer Cult players on the regular. Yeah, but you probably should. Um, <laughs> gets real sketch for turn. It's besides we kind of twin joint twos now. That's fair. Uh, that's not something I want to play. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think people will. I, I'm playing Cracker this weekend. Uh, I'm definitely going to experiment with it. I'll go back to Leviathan if I don't like it for Coventry because I just will i have experience with playing the and i didn't feel like i need another weekend to practice mm -hmm. um i think yeah i think people will still play light i uh i really don't think that you have to shift away from it the boat speed is still insanely high um just getting to move those things 22 inches and still shoot them allows you to deliver a lot of shuriken fire and shuriken fire is not bad for as much as that army is not like one of the best shooting online in the game it still has enough shooting to deliver very, very damage to you uh, if you don't respect it. Yeah, I think you'll just see a shuffling. You're not going to see Tyranids drop out of the number one for overall win rate. While Leviathan is easier to pilot, I think, than Kraken, so you'll probably see a dip. I don't think Harlequins and Tyranids are going to drop, like, precipitously. Although, next weekend we also see... Or this weekend full we see Votan. the pre-order. We see the full Votan lineup go for, go for pre-order. And then the week after, you'll see that all come out. And I'm guessing that you will see just a mountain of Votan stuff coming into the win rates after that. So what do we think about Necrons post-data slate? I don't think anything changes for Necrons post-data slate. Like, sure, the Nec the uh, Silent King no longer gets his rerolls, but you're still playing the same game. You're still playing a four secondary and a couple data sheets stapled together into some mishmash version of an army. Um, four data, four two data sheets, four secondaries, and a trench code forms the Necron Codex. It doesn't change just because the core gets taken off of a couple things. Yeah, I, I think it it weakens their secondary game in a lot of ways because um, Code of Combat was very very reliable with full rerolls to hit on the Silent King because your shooting output was with being able to put my will be done on him and his full rerolls to hit. He was hitting on effectively two rerolling ones and do almost anything. You had to have two mm -hmm. minus ones to hit. He now drops to with a single minus one to hit, which is fairly common, whether you're playing on like WTC boards with a wood or you're playing turns with Venom Thropes, you're just on Harlequins. 
Uh, minus with the hits are not super uncommon, and that drops the Silent King's hit rate by like 30%. So him picking up just random squads, um, like being able to finish off the last one fairly reliably on stuff, diminishes a lot, and that makes Code of Combat makes Code of Combat weaker because he'll miss kills on stuff a little more often now. He'll not be able to commit with full kills on two different squads and stuff like that anymore. And then you'll also you'll not have the character command bar to full rerolls to back it up. I think that then means that you have to do treasures aeons a little bit more often, and treasures can be more a difficult dicey. secondary in a couple of matchups. Like there are enough matchups where I don't love treasures. Uh, whether you're playing on a mission like retrieval, where you've got where it becomes like two of the ones on your opponent's side of the board, or data sky salvage, where it's very possible to just collapse a flank on necrons and keep them mm. to like a ten on that, or even better if you can just push through them. Uh, I think it definitely hurts necrons. It's not enough to make me not think they're still one of the best armies in the game. I think Necrons are still absurd and need to be yeah. more cha- needed more changes than this. I mean, personally, but yeah, they definitely think... shoot less now. Yeah. Personally, I just think Necrons just badly need a 2.0 dex. Like, they're they're held together with duct tape and dreams. <laughs> they're yeah, not... I think they might have more rules not in the Codex than in the Codex. Yeah, and I think the Silent King losing... Out on rerolls is a big deal, but you probably still can take Code of Combat, depending I mean, you on can what still you're take it. depending it on what you're playing reliable, into, right? Yeah, like it's not what... it, I'm not. I'm not saying it's that you don't take Code of Combat. The Silent King right. people took it before, but it's just... just you can't. The Silent King is not going to reliably kill two or three squads a turn now, where he right. kind of used to. If you played into a lot of armies, you could almost guarantee you're going to kill something in the here's because they're going to hit on twos rolling. Now they're if they're shooting into a wood, they're hitting on threes. You've got a 44 percent chance of converting both hits, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot worse than ninety-three percent. Which it Samuel Martin asks about the army everyone on on the way for Necrons. I don't think the Destroyer Cult one is good enough to like really warrant a serious conversation. The advance and charge on Destroyer Cult units is is good, but not good enough for that army to work. Yeah, the, the if it worked on flayed ones, as well. Um, I think if I think... it worked on flayed ones, it would be a lot better. Like if you could advance and charge twenty bricks of flayed ones and stuff, I think the army would be significantly better. But it I think it would also not. depend if we see a change to the protocols to be the same as, as the current necro ones. If we see that, mm-hmm. I would definitely look at considering that a little more. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the flayed ones still get dynasty traits in that as well, right? They do actually, so you can so still you can have... still have you can still have pretty game obsec flayed ones, um, which mm-hmm. is not quite the same. Um, but they do, you do get the free vanguard, they become double opsec with um, the native opsec they get for being 10 or more men in that army. So, I don't know, I think there's definitely still play options there. It's just not as good as full opsec on your whole army, plus the stuff that you get from the yeah, rest exactly. of it. But if you give that the army army wide plus one save, um, from all the all the time from the command protocol mm-hmm. change, if they get the updated ones, I would definitely say that it's worth revisiting. What I'm worried about is the the, the one that's coming next month, the Cryptic one, because I could see that getting out of hand real quick. I'm kind of curious not. to see what the Canoptic one will be like, because if it's just... it, There's an opportunity, right, like you said, for it to get out of hand. Especially if it's like, all of your stuff now has quantum shielding or something like that. Look, dude, dude, don't even <laughs> slightly say that. Oh, why would you say that? Can you imagine though scarabs with full transhuman quantum shielding running around being just jerks all the time? Everything in the army gets old quantum shielding. Mm-hmm. Like Everything roll, just gets roll, quantum shielding. Under the damage number to ignore it. Quantum shielding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like every let's... Necron player just got real just excited. Game up, bro. <laughs> 
I don't know. I I think the Canoptic stuff is the cooler part of Necrons, personally. I actually am not as big into the Destroyer Cult stuff, aesthetically speaking. So if it's cool, if it's good, that's kind of cool. I won't collect it, but it's cool. Really, I just hope Necrons go away. I'm sick of playing them. It's so boring every time. They just, <laughs> I'm stood here and I'm upset. You don't like the, I have to table you by turn three or I lose just because of your passive point scoring a bit like armies. You don't like playing into that. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the, it's a, uh, to quote Neil here. Uh, maybe, maybe they'll uh, finally debut my, my number one pick for rule that drops in 10th edition of transhuman fives instead of transhuman fours. <laughs> yeah. Transhuman uh, fives on the Reaper of Obliterax, please. Oh, that was the only thing I guess we forgot to talk about. The Reaper of Obliterax is now capped at three mortal wounds, which I think I've ever, is that per target or total? I think it's total, but it might be per target. A lot of those are per target. I'm going to go and look at that. You talk. You go You go look at that. I mean, I played it in the game against the Kraken Tyranids list that I played against, and it didn't really matter because he still scooped 90% of the stuff he engaged with. Like, he engaged with the Swarm Lord and picked up the Swarm Lord. He engaged with um death leaper picked up death leaper just kind of roundly picked up whatever he decided he didn't want to to deal with on a regular basis so i'm not it slows him down as like a horde clearing mechanism i mean when i played him against harlequins he killed eight out of like 10 out of 12 harlequins when he fought on death but that's okay I mean, he doesn't need to be able to horde, clear, and kill single target characters it incredibly well say at the same time. Whether it's so normally these are like worded in a specific way that it says if it's total for the ability or total per target. This just says the target suffers one more wound in addition to any other damage to a maximum of three more wounds. So that target can only suffer three more wounds, which means if you split the attacks with the Reaper, I believe you get more also both targets. So that's what you'll do. I'll just split attacks with my Reaper more often, and that'll never backfire. Never. Definitely won't ever backfire. Can never backfire. On the multiple targets. Oh, yeah, I've been told that CRS and ELO have been updated, so I'm going to pull that up too. because we can. I don't want to know. Actually, I've not played a GT in ages, so uh, my ELO is not going to change. That just means I'm going down because people keep overtaking me now. Well, we're going to do it anyways. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it live. I'm going to open it live. It's going to load on my A internet. dramatic reading of how much is in his feeding. I don't know. Oh, cool. I've only Wait. got... I'm still I'm in 12. <laughs> not a, never mind. It's not updated yet, is what I've been told. Sake Fury. Can I tell us it's updated <laughs> and not updated? This is, this is slow play. Wait. Oh, it has to sync. So we're going to wait a couple minutes, and then we'll come back to it, I guess. I don't... I think yeah, there's a Titanic good... Is there's a good thing to talk about is what we kind of wanted from the slate actually. And what we hoped, like what, what, what changes did you really want to see in the slate that we didn't get in the slate? I mean, I know we wanted more, but what did you want to see in this? Ah, Ennis is getting ready. This is great. Balance. I hate you so much. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just gonna let you know, I hate you very much. That was a lot of prep to make me very excited to then so, fuck it all the way. Right. I wanted a fair few things that didn't happen. Um, Necrons, secondary changes. 
Oh, actually, let's start with the, my preamble. I think GW came into this with the presumption that they were not going to change points and they were not going to change secondaries. I think those were as close to hard rules as they had available to them. And I have a thesis on why that's why the space ring changes suck shit, uh, which I'll get to. So with those parameters in mind, whether you can't change secondaries and you can't change points, I think you really struggle with this balance state. It's like because almost all the changes the game needs right now are to those two things. Space Marines yep. have had every durability buff and almost every damage buff you can basically envision across the course of 8th edition between shock, 8th edition and 9th edition. Shock Assault, Armor Contempt, gaining a wound, gaining uh, so gaining an attack, uh, gaining a point of AP on other weapons from Doctrines. Um, obviously, that one went too far the other way and they've brought that back a little bit to now it has to progress. Um, you've They've basically added everything in the kitchen sink to Space Marines now. I was struggling to come up with like another rule you can add to Space Marines that doesn't just become, oh my god, they have like another conditional stat on top of that. Um, Space Marines' problem is their stuff is too expensive and that's kind of it. Like Their secondaries are probably a little weak and you could buff those up, but they just need more stuff because their stuff is so bleh. Their troops are terrible. Their elite units don't hit as hard as any other elite unit because they're so, they're so under-specialized. Um... You have things like Eradicators that are 55 points of order. 55 points of order, I want to say. I can get two Terror of Warriors for that. I'm going to take two Terror of Warriors, man. Uh, really sorry. Um, Terror of Warriors, shoot better, fight better, tank better. I don't I don't get what most, too much of Marine stuff just doesn't do anything. And I think you have, you can't just slap another rule on them. They have so many rules already. You needed to just make them cheaper. But they said, we're not doing that. And I think that's why we saw the change they did. So the Space Marine change was Shock Tactics now gives up an extra VP because they were like, well, we don't want to do points changes and we don't want to do sector changes, but we have to, but we we can't, there's nothing we can change in the rules that will fix Space Marines right now without being drastically under playtested, I would say, because you would have to make like a big change, I think, for Space Marines now. Uh, I don't know, I, I, can't, I can't think of anything that's like a single change that would make Space Marines playable without pushing the stuff that's already close to playable, like Blood Angels, Dark Angels, those kind of lists, without also just sweepingly making them absurd. Yeah, and I think they just went moving... with, we're just not doing anything. I think they kind of wrote themselves into a hole with the criteria they gave themselves, or what I think the, the criteria they gave themselves for um, this data set was. Yeah, I think if you ignored the specialized units, like Deathwing Terminators and stuff like that, and Sanguinary Guard, and gave generic stuff a points drop, like that would have been good. Like intercessors, an intercessor is like twenty points. Yeah, twenty points. And there's like no reason that an intercessor should be twenty points. Like intercessors are not worth. <laughs> like there's no way that an intercessor is worth twenty points. Maybe fifteen points actually for an intercessor. An intercessor is probably worth a fifteen. Lot is a big drop. I mean, reverting the, reverting the force moving through doctrines is one thing you could do i would really really heavily encourage you to consider what that does to the game in terms of what becomes powerful off of that because all that's saying is here's go and spam heavy weapons and space marines uh and i don't necessarily think that's healthy we have a turbo your v8 holy were, fuck thank god your v8s were like <laughs> crawling up the walls looking for you the whole time my, my V8s, hey, we'll come dude. back to oh, we'll yeah. come back to talking about the balance dance thing with Anthony. <laughs> We're gonna go talk about the R War tier list now. 
not to your <laughs> balance bit, so. We're no. hard, hard turn while I go. Hard back. swerving. I'm going to hard swerve to pull this up. I guess, Anthony, why don't you tell us about your weekend while I pull back up the data, the data slate as proposed by Art of War. Hi, Anthony. How are you? This is episode 16, Balanced Data Slate. That balanced data hate. How was your week, buddy? <laughs> it was pretty good, man. It. Uh, what did I do this week? stuff things went to a wedding it was my girlfriend's birthday shout out to my girlfriend uh what else did i do fuck knows man oh i played two practice games i played emperor's children into yanari and into uh pathway um it was good those yanari troops that everyone gets real hyped about are kind of shit when they fail the plus one to wound spell yeah Everybody's very intrigued by your hair being cut. That's apparently the other thing you did this weekend. One person. One person said hair. That is... Just one. It's all it takes. You shouldn't yeah, let him should not let Nathan uh-huh. around with chat. Every time he does that, it goes badly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to interact with chat. That's no, fine. You're banned. You need to stop. Oh, fine. Um, fine. I'll just read this different right. thing. No, no, no. Why <laughs> December, buddy? <laughs> What we were talking about? Why December? (laughs) What's December? Oh come on! (laughs) Because that's when. That's what it is. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's what we picked. Did you know that this is was like? Oh, you're going to oh December or New Jersey? Did you know that this is Ennis's first time? First time out of Europe, probably. Innes' really? first time out of Europe is going to be New Jersey. That's going to be New York City. I'm definitely <laughs> going to take him to New York City. He's, he's going to okay, come thanks. in on the Thursday. And we'll take him to New York City. It'll be fine. Okay. Thank God. You're not just going to make him stay in New Jersey for four We're going to Hoboken. <laughs> I only know like two yeah, you're just gonna, Do you even know what that means? No. No. I think I heard on Futurama. Yeah. Like that's all I got. All I'm remembering is that one episode of Futurama, where, like we're technically in New Jersey, and they just leave the apartment because they refuse to buy it. Jesus. That's all I got for New Jersey. <laughs> we're technically that in New Jersey. Yeah. It's that's about it. Yeah, I'm gonna you, do you my best it. to uh, make it a reasonably decent experience. I'm sure. I'm very much looking forward to it, and confused it's happening, but that's fine. Um, Anthony. Yeah, what were your thoughts on good. the regular balance data slate before we ruin your life by talking about the Art of War one? Oh, God. Um, the regular one, I think, was fine. Like, I don't think it needed to do too much of the game. I wish they would have just, like, flat-banned Tau, but we can't always get what we want. Um, oh, I didn't even get there's definitely some things. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, there are some things that I wish they would have changed. Um, it's really difficult for me to have my head on accurately after two days straight of watching Tao get their ass kicked by Votan. So I'm scared. I'm scared <laughs> One of, those of what's times to come, was... and I, now I don't feel like the things that are need to be nerfed. Apparently Brian just beat Curie, so... Uh, we talked about it. A small deployment change in the game is unwinnable for the Tao, so... Dude, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not how that works. Also, if the Tao... I mean, one the of the... Also... So one one of those games was really funny because I also I watched one of the Tao and Devotan games and I think that was one of the funniest conclusions to a game I had ever seen go to turn two in my life. 
Just two turns. Yeah. Two turns. Yeah, both are table flips. Gonna be a problem, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so with the with that painfully coloring my hindsight, I think the data slate's fine. Maybe not that much stuff needed to get nerfed. Maybe it's okay. Uh, maybe we needed to leave everything buffed as a precaution against Voltan. <laughs> yeah, maybe we fucked up. Maybe we went the wrong way. Give Levy the transhuman back. Restore a light. Remove the flyer cap because Votan don't have them. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not happy. I don't know. Not doing good. I also do think that GW had heard probably regularly that the meta was pretty, like, okay right now. So they really wanted to lightly tap it instead of, like, giving it big taps. Although at the same time, I was still disappointed they didn't give taps in the two directions that it kind of needed to get tapped, like, enough. Were you happy with the Space Marine buffs, Anthony? It was great for Blood Angels. It gives you an alternative to Relentless in some matchups. Don't lie to yourself. I'm not going to do it, but like other people that don't take Relentless every game. I bet be Sam's really excited about his only army getting a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, he probably is legitimately hyped about that. Not as you would have been by like troops being playable, but you know, we'll not worry about that. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, let's talk See, what about this. What failed to from... notice was that if the Marine players were just better, there wouldn't have as many problems. <laughs> that, that is true. Marine players are notable for being fucking terrible at Warhammer. It's true. Yep. And do you know what you can do? Chaos, the best thing you can do Imperial. as a Marine player to improve your win rate? Just stop playing them, bro. Just, just stop. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Anyway. You don't have so... to play that faction, man. You're free. I release you from your sins. All yeah. right, they have to. Let's talk about let's talk about some proposed changes. I've already seen once in chat. One person said that they wanted to play this data slate, so we're just talking specifically and directly to them. Apparently, also we like a large portion of our our streams is just going to be reacting to Art of War content when we think it's funny or bizarre. Or the um, point of Anthony. Some we of actually, these we're almost talking about this earlier, but I said we had to wait until you were here. <laughs> it has stopped me. We had to. T- we came. tabled it into. <laughs> we wouldn't have talked about it. We actually probably would have. <laughs> we said every time they asked where you were, we were going to add thirty seconds to how long it was before we let you on the show. So, <laughs> yeah, they stopped asking real quick. <laughs> but like the first like, like eight messages in the chat were like, "Where's Anthony? Where's Anthony? Where's Anthony?" Like yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. It would it would hurt my feelings if I didn't already know that they liked me more. <laughs> it's it's like it was like the seagulls fighting for sure just asking where instead of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For right. real, uh, we game know for a game fact wide that they like Nathan more than me though. Which is funny because I think Anthony is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> just. Putting it out there, I do folks. My best, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, here are the game-wide fixes that Art of War proposed in their video today. Fixes. To factions would be buffs. Well, not yet. We'll get to those in a minute. Yes. Flyers have to start in reserves, and the first relic and warlord trade are free. 
which actually reasonable changes. Amazing. I think both of those are fine. Yeah, yeah, those are great changes. Awesome. We're starting off. The, we're starting Fuck off at yeah. a high note. Starting off strong. We're starting off good. Um, Space Marines and Grey Knights changes have been squished together uh, <laughs> in this list. Probably not in the video. For Space Marines, they can choose Dev or Tactical Doctrine on turn two. So you could do two turns of Dev, two turns of Tactical, and then transition to Assault if you wanted to. Okay. Like that um, gets my my Iron Hands really going. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a good sign. But the next one doesn't make as much sense to me. But I think it just means you get extra CP, like either plus two or plus three CP. Yeah, they basically said you your battalion, battalion is zero CP and you still get the three CP refund, or your patrol is two CP and you still get the two CP refund. So you're basically paid yep. a CP for running a troop for running a cover troop. I'd probably make it only apply to battalion brigade, not also patrol, just because patrols are so cheap. But I would agree with that. A battalion or brigade is probably where you want that refund to actually sit. Um, and so then like for gray knights specifically, yeah. For Grey Knights, they added a bullet point to the Aegis, which is you add plus one to psychic tests you taken for this unit when they're casting blessings. So not when they cast offensive spells, but only blessings. I just give them plus one to cast. Which fucking around with it. Yeah, I feel like you should just give them blanket plus one to cast instead of that. I also think that the battalion or brigade change just oh, feeds oh. CP to the army. Which I don't think actually fixes Marines' problems, but like lets them do more cool yeah, shit. You could actually run Vulcans and not feel awful about it, which I guess would be nice. I guess you can do also, that. Also, Grey Knights go pretty hard when you give them a bunch of CP. Yeah, GK getting plus one to cast on Blessings and three more to CP, because GK do run three troops would actually probably be pretty good. I would probably That's actually into like the top, the top yeah. half of armies again. So I, I don't know, I'm not opposed to it. No. Uh, Custodies is all Grey the Knights infantry get like right on the edge of armies I'm willing to play. <laughs> they are oh. cool looking I like those sculpts uh, Custodies, all yeah. infantry get objective secured back No All infantry, so that would include no. characters And I don't no, like it no, Not the characters, fuck you Fuck you, Lennon, this is your change You can't have this <laughs> I especially don't like it because that just means Somebody's going to take like five Terminators And then like release the lions on them And have yeah. five on I see. I see what you're doing, John You can't have it um, and then returning a steam Jackson amalgam martial discretion. Yeah, so then it's returning a steamed amalgam martial discretion and emperor's auspice to being used as many times as you want per game. What? No. Uh, esteemed amount. Fuck that. Yeah. People don't understand. I feel like our war don't realize why custodes are broke. We're broken. <laughs> like it's also, it's just like custodes aren't bad right now. No, they just won an event. <laughs> They're such a fine people are just such fucking edgelords. Like, I think you could probably do one of these changes, but not both of them. And the one that would be more you could okay give than the, the other. Elite, and you could give the elites OPSEC. I'd be okay with that and nothing else. Oh, I guess Chris G does make a good point. You can just buy single terminators to give them obsec in that situation. Does that change? Does Unleashed Lions change their starting size? Yeah, I mean, you have to kill all of them. <laughs> I like that Ben guy. He's quite cool. You should listen to his podcast if you haven't already. Um, yes, you should definitely listen to Benny's podcast. He's got a great podcast one. if you haven't. Mute Alex's voice track though. Um, that's that, oh, no, that's you can uh, listen to just Ben if you want. He's got one. What are they? What are they called now? Frontiers, right? Frontiers, yeah. Frontiers. Uh, you should listen to Frontiers. Yeah. 
They're they're cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, except Alex. Fuck you, Alex. Uh, what's yeah, that? We're not even gonna talk about his pros. Add oh, Mac. We're gonna add Anthony. I love Innocent Battle to with Alex. <laughs> For Admech, it's the only change that they proposed was adding core to Catafron destroyers. There are some secondary changes at the end of this list that we'll talk about, but add core to Catafron destroyers, apparently. Not breachers, but just destroyers. That feels like a mistake. You should give both of them if you're gonna give them if you're gonna give it to them. Like mm-hmm. and then there was like some secondary changes for them as well. We do have some secondary changes at the end. Okay, for Chaos Space Marines, this is where we <laughs> yeah. start to get into an interesting space. Um, Abaddon the Despoiler only gains Agents of Chaos if there is a Heretic Astartes Detachment besides Supreme Command slash Auxiliary in the army. It's fine. He's an Agents of Chaos for Space Marines, yeah. Yep. Well, that, that would also include Thousand Sons and Death Guard because they also have a Heretic Astartes keyword. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pact yep. of Flesh heals core so. and demon kin units D3 wounds, but not characters. So no more healing characters D3 wounds. Look, man, if, you're playing, uh, if you're playing Black Legion, that's you fine. get to heal Apathon. I'm okay with that. Like, Yeah, I actually don't think that's that big of a deal. No, uh, this, this is where we start to get into some weird stuff. Mostly this one, I think, is just like somebody decided they didn't want to change something completely. So they like proposed a halfway change. Uh, creation is a bile. Fight on death is changed from automatic to a three up. when. Just have it be a four up if you want to have them still fight on death. Just gonna or... tilt people. I honestly think you just make it on a four up like every other fight on death mechanic that triggers that way. Like Zerks shouldn't have it automatically either. Zerks should have it trigger on a four up if it's gonna trigger at all. Yeah, I'm broadly fine with it. <sighs> I just think the three up is I mean, like we don't want to say that is too fine. good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. Listening. I'll still tilt the big Jesus out of you what it does. Uh, <laughs> this is a type of gonna blaster. Happen. I would maybe make it like four up with characters to it on a two up. Sure. Just Why like not? something like that. Just make it a little less reliable. We'll let the characters be cool. Blastmaster's range is reduced by 12 inches. So this would take them from 48 to 36 inches on their big shots. That's my idea. Like 36 to 24. That's actually a good idea. I'd actually just drop them. That was my game, uh, um, my because they don't have models anymore. Because that was your contribution. Whoa, 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 whoa! Easy, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes, we shouldn't have good shooting. Those guns should be one shot. I like how below average Bob doing? proposes a three up being too much, but a four up re-rolling being correct. Yeah, absolutely. Where a four up uh, re-rolling is 75% and a three up is 67. Nathan, 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 I know you can't help yourself, but remember how I said you shouldn't interact with chat? Shh. <laughs> it is. Just... Rolling. Um, Abaddon's He's below average point... of math as well, okay? It's fine. <laughs> Abaddon's cost goes up to 350 points, which I think is appropriate. Yep, fine, whatever. <laughs> It's a bit high, but it's high. Yeah, it's like it's like whatever. Shut up. <laughs> it's fine. Chaos demons have two changes. The first one is that flamers of Zinch go up to thirty-two points a model. What an awkward points cost. I know. You just make be... it thirty and be human. I think thirty is the appropriate points cost, no. where it doesn't punish demons too much. I'd put them up to thirty-five and then drop like everything else that's got three wounds by like by like ten points as well. 
Just make them like un- make them playable yeah. in only demons and terrible outside of it. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, listen to the pale Scottish guy. He's saying good things right now. Ignore him five minutes ago. <laughs> um, and then emperors, children, and world eaters. I also would assume that this is going to go with Death Guard and other stuff. Um, is you can only give agents of chaos to god aligned demons. I assume that they mean that the they basically mean emperors, children can't take flamers and war yeah, so have... world leaders. You can only take demons from your god. So if you're Zinch. You can go into Thousand Sons. If you're Nurgle, you can go into Death Guard, Emperor's Children, Slanesh, so on and so forth. Yeah, so like the way that the rules are written, but they didn't actually cover all their bases. Yes. Tighten up the rules. Uh, that's close. Um, yeah, very close, but no cigar. Similar to the data slate itself. But we already talked about that earlier. Um, Death Guard, add to discussing really resilient that they get a five up to ignore mortals in the psychic phase, which I think is... I think I, I was like all up over that like day one of the codex. I was like, they really still needed like moral protection from. So yeah, I'm fully happy with that. It shouldn't yeah. just be the psychic phase. Yeah, I would be okay with it just generally as well. Probably be okay generally. Yeah, you shouldn't just get clowned by spore mines for free as Death Guard because you can't get away from. Yeah, you them. should. That's I think that's funny. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Harlequins changes. Harlequins changes. <laughs> Um, Star Weavers and Void Weavers are minus one to be hit and in shooting only. I get rid of the no rerolls and make the no rerolls shooting only, leave the minus one to hit. Personally, like, yeah, I think you're that... firing Mirage Launchers. How is that helping you when they're stood on top of you? Like, yeah, they're just I've... reaching out, buddy. Like, they can hit you. And then Harlequin troops cost go up. I think that's just one point per model from 13 to 14. They should be, six, they should be like 16 points yeah. a model. But... It's just one point. They definitely shouldn't. Which I think is fine. Yeah, they should. Those things are insane. Um, uh, I think so. Far, like, what I want to say about the changes before we get to like the end of this is that most of the changes are actually sensible. Oh, there was a nits change in there as well that we skipped. No, I'm not. I'm gonna get there. In oh, a second. okay. Cool. I was. Um. So they have the please write the Leviathan rules in the data slate balance patch as they should be in real life, which is that synapse monsters get full transhuman, all other models get one to two, get mini. And then the bigger change, though, is that flying high tyrants do not benefit from tyrant guard bodyguard effects. Which, honestly, I, I think wish just upon makes, you incontinence. Uh, which actually, I think, just makes people not take flying high tyrants yeah, very right. often, like at all. Cool, so like people just stop taking them. Great, yeah. thank you. Like hi, flying high tyrants are yeah. such big models from a silhouette standpoint. I don't think people just, understand how freaking make over on two fucking CP. I don't get why it's not gone up. Make it once per game. Yep, make it once, once per game. game. Yeah, once Two per CP. game per unit, whatever, once per game wholesale, don't care. Just overrun is the entire problem with that model. Yep. The yep. ability to be the most dangerous would, dude, you can put the Tyrant back to its old cost and under Reaper if you made overrun once per game. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Just one-time use. True. It gets to do its thing twice, maybe three times if you're lucky. Gene Steeler Colts got yeah. probably a change proposed in this that would make me want to play them so much because it's so funny. It would probably break the codex in half. It would. Like it would make. I don't think it, would. it would make. I think it would. <laughs> I think it Go would make some of the melee elements in the Gene Steeler Colts yeah, codex change. too good. Uh, the first one is that all core infantry get plus one attack on the turn they arrive from reserves or disembark from a transport. That that's I'm a lot. With. That I'm, I'm okay with that. 
Like, you still got to hit charges. I get it. The problem is the second half of the next one, which I think is that, which is that aberrants and pure strains get core. You can't have pure strains getting core in this situation if they get plus one attack coming out of transports or reserves. Uh, that no, is, you can already get that. You can't, have, you can't have aberrants coming coming back with Ico wards, man. That's too much. It's that is why that is they suck so bad right now. Yeah, but if you make them core and come back, they're not going to suck. That's the point I'm making. Like they'll be very good. But if they don't so, suck, that's good. Right, but that becomes a toughness five minus one damage, probably five up feel no pain. Uh, three wound model for thirty points that regenerates in the command phase. Like you're I'm gonna, gonna fuck. I, I think it's too, I think it's too much, man. I think it's too much, man. I think it'd be really good. Icon wards, it would be good. Yeah, I would definitely play thirty pure strains and thirty aberrants stood around an icon ward going. You have a five model save. Well, then yeah, but the icon ward is a fucked data sheet. It's basically the point I'm making. Uh, it but turns out getting using models back in every spot within six. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have to. Um, you would. That's why you can't right. get rich runners core as well, by the way, in case anybody's asking. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to skip. I don't want to. I want to. Oh, fine. We're going to do the Tau changes because they're the ones that make me the most mad. Um, because I feel like somebody has forgotten why broadsides lost the core keyword. Broadsides and ghost kills gain the core keyword. Strike and fade is once per game, which is actually a good nerf, but skills. I don't think it ad it addresses the totality of the problem. All drones' points costs get reverted. So they I don't get know if that's a buffer or nerf. I don't know what their points costs were. They were less expensive before, so they had points increases. Okay, they can... No, piss yourself. Like, no. <laughs> and then both stealth suits and pathfinders gain objective secured, which I also think is a problem. I think that's fine... Like, it's good, but I don't think Celtics or Pathfinders are breaking anything. Like, if you nerfed everything else, I think I'm okay with you giving them that. <sighs> I don't actually care just... if Broadsides got core back. Broadsides are, like, real fucking slow. They're not... You would... you Taking Monka with Broadsides is very powerful. Word. I think it incentivizes taking Monka again, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're killing planes along with this as well, but... I would if you make drones take work with lookout star normally. I'm on board with a few of these changes because drones and lookout yeah, star is a real, real rabbit hole of rules that I don't love. Yes, I yeah, think there, there were more there were that buffs to be except striker fate for some reason. I, I don't understand what what the what meta the art of warhouse is living in where they needed buffs. It's interesting. I always think they should have just made Shadow Sun not apply to broadsides and then they would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Like just she can't pick broadsides when she does um her command her four rules, and they would have been one fine of, being broadsides as they were. But. One of the things that I think is important to note is like currently in since the Demons Codex release is that Tau in the hands of people who go to events regularly are at a 65% win rate. <laughs> um that's 1% behind experienced hands with Harlequins, but tower closing events. Um, and one of the things I wanted to bring up earlier when I was asking all of you to name the top five factions from like a performance standpoint is that tower fifth. Like they're the fifth best faction from closing out. 
um, on events. They've won the fifth. And they're doing it with less players than Nets and Necrons and Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. So I would be very cautious Ooh. with buffs to this faction. That Vic guy's smart. Y'all should listen to him. Yeah, that Vic Vijay guy with his uh, podcast that you should also listen to because it's one of my favorites. Just saying. You should listen to 40K Same. Fireside. Or Fireside 40K. I can't remember where the 40K is on that one. It's either it's at the beginning or the end. It's real good, though. Um, it's 40K Fireside. Thank you. It's one of the two podcasts I listen to, and that's it. There's just two, and that is one of them. Yeah. All right, so that's the Tau stuff until we get to some of the secondary changes that are proposed at the end of this because they... We're not doing secondary changes. I just don't okay. care. <laughs> All right. We're just going to do Orcs. We'll do Necrons and Sisters of Battle because those are just secondary changes for Necrons and Sisters of Battle. Orcs are core units can advance and charge on the second turn of the WA. So basically they keep both halves of WA across both turns. Perfectly fine change. Very um, good. For Space Marines, the other buff that they added is that Oath of Moment scores two points for cores or characters wholly within six inches of the center. Um, for Necrons, the changes were that Purge. Yeah, just unnerf it. It's fine. Purge the Vermin is table quarters only and doesn't count the deployment zone, so essentially it just turns into Herd the Prey. You just don't get a bonus point for your deployment zone. Uh, and then Treasure of Aeons changes to one, two, three points and is Battlefield Supremacy. Where it belongs. And then for Sisters of Battle, because these are the only changes that they see in this proposed slate, is that Defend the Shrine is scored three points at the end of your command phase, starting on turn two and at the end of the game. And then Sacred Ground can only be done by one act, can only be done once per turn. Cool. Seems fun. They also did some stuff to add mech secondaries uh, for Uncharted. Nobody CD understands what those mean. You can move on. Um, they also, I think, buffed the Tau secondaries in this, which I think is like just adding more stuff. And then they nerf a Harlequin secondary. Well, they nerf deadly performance to be you need to do you get two points for completing two things or three if you do three. That's it. Those are the proposed changes. I think the only mistake here is that they put in Tau buffs and like two nerfs when. You just didn't need the buffs. You just needed to nerf the couple of things that were really rough. And the nerf to strike and fade like makes sense, but I've also seen more riptides which don't care about strike and fade. They just run away. They can jump, shoot, jump without a stratagem. Yeah, man. It's real funny how little people were on riptides and now they're just like every list is running two of them now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> players, man. Such witches. I will say that it watching Votan and Taldo has made me kind of intrigued. <laughs> By the fact that they didn't receive nurse because that matchup is bad, like real rough for Tau. I don't. The only, the only yeah, shooting army doesn't beat the army that shoot, shoots it. Anthony, go ahead. And also melee is in this tankier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like. I want to. I want to say that like those are the only parts of this slate that I like really have like take umbrage with is like the Tau buffs that are in it. And the rest of it, I think, is like mostly common sense stuff that other people have talked about previously. I mostly just wanted to complain about the tie buffs. But that was the only mm-hmm. real reason I wanted to bring it up. This is true. Otherwise, I think 90% of this is fine. I think there's some funny things that are like halvesies on making changes, like making fight on death a three up instead of a four up <laughs> like it is on everything else. 
Um, and the seven points increase to give Flamers such an awkward points cost is also yeah, just a funny change. Come on, man. 32 um, guys. Just up their, power, up their power level like four as well. So <laughs> just Honestly, really awkward to take. I agree with what you, Ennis, and Anthony were talking about. Like you probably just give a 10% cut to demon troops that nobody wants to take in soup and then just make them 35 points. Yeah, probably. Yep. Right. Let's blitz through like 10 minutes of show questions so I can go to bed. Yes. <laughs> uh, should Marines be a single book? Like Chaos Fishers, rather, than a book, rather than a book with 11 supplements. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. I, well, yeah, I probably think... leave Death Watch as their own supplement. Like Death no. Watch should probably, could probably still just be their own codex. No. They're just really weird. They don't kind of work with the regular framework and everything else could just be fucking Space Marines. Uh, what's your thoughts on special suppressors? Successors built. I'm gonna just play Wolfen. They seem pretty good. That's all I got. They seem good in general. Just go see what Wolfen plus Wolf. I see what Fight Last is good. Yes. Wolfen are pretty good. Go see what Jaime has been playing. Oh, I guess we should do plugs. Ines, can you do plugs real quick? I can do plugs. Hi, everybody. This is Stat Check. You've been listening to us for an hour and 20 minutes, which means you probably enjoy us uh, at least a little bit. So you could maybe listen to more of us. Would that be something that interests you? Um, you could check out us at YouTube. That's a place. If you search stat check, we show up. There's more episodes there. There's also bonus content there. I hear that's quite good, and you should listen to it. This Friday, we should be dropping Into the Matrix with Germany for everybody. So if that's something that interests you, is hearing from the German Captain Lim, uh, we recommend you check that out. Otherwise, if you would like to support us even more, you can check us out at patreon.com slash stat check, where you can chuck us a couple dollars a month and get access to our Patreon Discord and all of that bonus content a little bit earlier, as well as some stuff that we don't put out for everybody. Uh, we really appreciate all the help. We crossed 100 subscribers a couple weeks ago. Uh, and we are 100 patrons a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we're really happy about that. So thank you everybody for that. Um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, drop a comment in the if drop a comment, uh, recommend us to a friend. Whatever helps. Um, every little helps, and we really appreciate everybody who does that. The other thing you can do is if you join our Discord, you can also join fun stuff like TTS leagues and stuff like that that we run. So we're for running bullying me there. apparently. <laughs> yep. We're for bullying Innis with one TTS league. We're going to be running a 40k Relax. TTS league. Where all of us from Stat Check are playing, including Cliff and Kiri Wall, will be playing. I don't think something. Cliff's playing. Cliff doesn't TTS. I'm going to glare at Cliff a lot in chat later. We'll fix that. Um, we're also going to do something eventually for passing the 100 Patreon mark, which will be exclusive to Patreon members. We'll figure it out and get that scheduled as well. You can, you know, get quite a bit of things for your Patreon subscription, we promise. How do I feel about the stat check discord forcing me to fly to the US for event? Overwhelmed is probably the single overwhelmed and confused. <laughs> um, now that flamers no longer work at Emperor's Children, what are you running at Coventry next week, Anthony? And why is it 13 cans of dragon soup proxy as war dogs? Uh, it's actually just Night Lords. That is correct. Um, oh my god, people spoke, people speak so much garbage. <laughs> I just like the size. The size are what makes me. Yeah, this is what excites me about our podcast is listening to Innes dramatically size. He tries to get through all of our garbage. Here's a, Where is best to sleep in Coventry? The answer to this one is Innes's bed. <laughs> no, you're not, Robo. You can't have it. Um... <laughs> 
Do guard need a melee unit similar to Rustlockers that can actually do something, or is that what Rough Run is supposed to be? Uh, I don't know. We've not seen the codex yet. That's what possibly happened. You guys all missed Anthony being real excited about that tank, though. <laughs> he saw the Rogaldorn tank and got real excited and jazzed about it. Relax. It was cool, but <laughs> Anthony's a trollhead. <laughs> yeah, the best place to sleep in Coventry Ugh. is Airbnb or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably is just Rough Riders. Th there's there's eight of us. We could ride that fashion. up to like 14. It'll be fine. Uh <laughs> Do you think Games Workshop should have an open beta for new 40k rules as the current closed playtesting is leaky more than a colander? They uh, probably could just have a beta. No, program. probably not. I don't think that we get useful feedback from an open beta. That's fair, actually. Like, I don't know if you all remember the beta sisters codex. That that codex just went in the bin. They didn't do anything with it. Like it wasn't like it got redone. Anthony is lagging. He'll be back. What list are you looking forward to playing over the next while now since the data slate dropped? I don't know. Votan? I'm just... I'm playing Guard from now until January, probably, with some Quins mixed in. Yeah, until January. Whenever you happens, I'm playing a real faction, but until then, I'm playing Guard. Well, I'm going to play uh, Guard in January, too, if they're a good faction. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how much are you waiting for the data slate gone away? Is getting what you could technically call a data slate. Not at all. I hate 40k. Um, we all know this. Do you think Terranids and Harlequins will pivot and stay on top, or do you think something else like CSM will soup will take over from them? I think they share the podium now with Taiwan, EC, and Votan. And like yeah. those are the top five now. I think Votan will probably be the number one. Tyranids and Harlequins will pivot and still be in the top five or six in the case of Harlequins. What are you planning on? What are your plans for adding guard to your GSC army? I'm going to stick the heads on them if they're good enough to run. I doubt it, but maybe. Uh, and what's everyone's favorite sub faction for fluff reasons? Emperor's Children. I actually just didn't hear the question. I was distracted by somebody your talking sub shit. You need to stop reading chat. What's your favorite sub faction for fluff reasons? The high fleet that is targeted against psychers at the other high fleets feed so that it can continue to fight demons and shit. That's the one I like most. That I think is kind of neat. Kronos. Yeah, that's one. That Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, absolutely 110% behemoth. My nits are is behemoth. I like behemoth. <laughs> Fair. Uh, right. Quickly run through the chat comments. Uh, what are your There's proposed changes to the next mission pack conceptually and conceptually and map wise? Okay, so the, the bait answer he's looking for here is remove Dawn of War. Um which he's probably right, but I think they should bring back Dawn of War, but like 100%. the weird pointy Dawn of War they used to have called the was called frontline assault, just so that it's even harder to measure. Uh, <laughs> the one where there's like an 18 inch separation if you're like stood at the tip of the deck. Don't do um, that. <laughs> It's like Dawn of War, but there's only six inches of deployment zone in the quarters as well, um, instead of 12. I just would like more missions and more variety in them. Just go like, back to 6 by 4 It's kind of boring. Let's go back to I 6 think... by 4 so I could actually have a deployment zone to hide in. Just, I don't know. Missions no. are such a hard thing. I just want 
more missions than what they give us. And I would, I would like, like less dying over in the next pack. I would like it to be like it should probably be like three Hammer and Anvil, two Dawn of War, and four and two um and like two of each of the diagonals, like two diagonal and two quarters. But actually, I lied. Bring back Night Fight as a mission. <laughs> Look, man, weapons ranges capped at 24 turn or capped to 18 turn one, 24 turn two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Night fighting. Bring it back. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't like the current mission back very much. Bring back Maelstrom cards. They they're they still exist. No. People forget that Tempest of War exists. What well, Votan units are the biggest problem? No, shush. Berserkers and land fortresses are two of the biggest problems. Um yeah. The forge is a problem. The psyker is a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, Terminate Vic says Votan won't be anywhere near the top. Is his second take. So he gets he's one, right he gets, he gets one for two. Yeah, that is also true. Um, get seize the initiative with the CPU reroll back. Bring back mails from war. Bring back searchlights. Please don't bring back 60 by 6 by 4s. I've laser cut tabletops. Every mission should be recover the relics. Um... <laughs> Isn't there one where you have to take, like, no, you have to take and escort, like, a yeah. single, like, infantry? Bring back infantry that one mission. So there was this one mission in 8th edition where the, there was a central objective in the midboard, and it was the only objective, and it was a six inch aura of null zone. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Whoever whoever has the bomb last wins, basically. Yeah, we should bring back the relic, which was a mission where there was one central objective and you could pick it up and move it. And if you had it at the end of the game, you got five victory points, and that was the only win condition. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Let's do that. Bring that back. And then we should bring back uh, the emp- the uh, the Emperor's Will, which is the other mission, which was one of each player gets to place one objective anywhere in the deployment zone, more than six on a table edge, four points if you hold yours at the end of the game, four points if you hold your opponents. That's all there is. Good luck. It feels like priority priority targets, but with fewer steps. Uh, yeah, no, your objective goes six and six. And you you play you play capture the flag. It's a great. Um, yeah, that's all I got, guys. Uh, thank. You. I think we should probably wrap it up. We should stop. <laughs> Talk us out in this. Talk us out. I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this slightly short episode as we waited for Anthony and then he did the injustice of not even showing up anyway. Uh, we will be back with you next week. Uh, I am doing a GG this weekend. Are you guys doing anything? Right here. I know. No, I'm, be, for a while. Uh, I'm just going to be painting guard and then posting it in Discord to make Anthony suffer. Why does this make me suffer? I'm happy when you guys get armies that you like. I just think they're fucking lame army for losers. Um, the... <laughs> I don't have anything fun to say besides that. Uh, no, I'm not really doing anything crazy this weekend. I'm getting ready to go to fucking England on, like, next Tuesday. Hell yeah. Oh, I won't be on next week. <laughs> All Fine. right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Stat Check. I have been in this. This has been Balance Data Hate. Uh, we will be back next week with myself and Nathan for another fun-filled episode of No Anthony. Um, 
We'll just talk about Noir. We won't talk about our word actually because Anthony won't be here to point us up. Um, thank you everyone for joining us. We hope you enjoyed Thanks. the episode. Apparently, our intro, our outro music on the podcast isn't great. We're going to work on that. Uh, we have, I've been informed we have outro music, and now I want to make it better. So we'll hopefully get that out next week. Uh, last thing is the meta report will be getting drafted this weekend, uh, which means that it will be out again at the start of next month. So we should be looking at something like the second or third of November for the meta report for October. We'll be going through the uh, doing our Snapchat tier list again because that's a thing we're going to do once a month now. If you forgot about that, uh, go and check out last month's. I'm quite happy with it. Uh, yeah, so that should be coming out in the next week or so. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Everybody. Thank you.